0: Welcome to the Fearlessly Inspired Podcast. We are two military veterans ready to lead, empower, and inspire women in all areas of life. We are proof that your past doesn't have to define you and your circumstances don't have to hold you back. We are your hosts, Courtney and Barbara. Welcome to the show. Welcome back, listeners. We're so excited to have you back with us today, and if this is your first time, welcome to the show. Today's episode is going to be about understanding we are bruised but not broken.
1: Courtney, you know, over time, I think we've all felt broken um, a time or two, right? But the question is, are we really broken or are we just really bruised? Um, For anyone who's really suffered, you know, like a broken bone, you can tell the difference from when it's broken versus when it's bruised. I mean, on a daily basis, I sustain another beautiful bruise and it, you know, I'm not even sure where they come from, but I get them. And then, you know, it definitely hurts, but it's not broken. So in in the relation of today's topic, I know that there's countless times within the moment that, you know, I have felt broken beyond repair, but over time, you know, I've recovered, which leads me to believe that maybe I was just really bruised um, at the time.
0: And I will just say, I get bruises every day and I have no idea where they come from, like seriously. So you're not the only one. So I know there have been times, even in the past few weeks, that, you know, I have felt severely broken between our conversations about our past. And, you know, you know, recently I've had to talk about my military experiences, which have obviously resulted in PTSD for me, but I've had to discuss those things that I often refrain from thinking about because it brings up all these emotions. And so I also know that those moments of brokenness they're short-lived because I refuse to remain a victim to those things that have happened to me. It,
1: You know, Courtney, I, I know this is over the last couple of days, I've told you, you know, I haven't been sleeping and I'm trying to figure out why I'm not sleeping. And, you know, we're talking about a lot of things that we've suppressed for so long. And so, you know, you mentioned that you've had moments of brokenness, which in hindsight, do you believe that it's more of a severe bruise? And the other question I have is, you know, have you really taken the time to really evaluate what has taken place so that you can avoid that in the future? Because, I mean, even though they're short-lived, it's brokenness or bruising that you really don't want to repeat.
0: Right. And, you know, I think it's easy to say we feel broken during those moments when in fact, um, you know, sometimes it's a lifelong bruise, which reminds you of... The things that we've talked about, you know, those past painful memories or experiences that have happened to us, and and so no, I you know, although I feel broken in that moment, I know that um, it's just a painful bruise, and and I know that those bruises are are more likely to be healed than um, you know something a little bit more permanent. So um, I really don't talk about this topic very often because it's a situation that I really really don't have closure on, although I've tried to have closure on it, but. Growing up, my dad wasn't always present um, because he always worked out of state, and um, he didn't come home every single night. Obviously, from working out of state, but he was always someone I looked up to. So, when he, my mother and him got divorced, um, I knew it broke, or should I say, bruised him, um, just through some conversation that we had about it. But after the divorce, you know, he eventually, you know, married another woman who absolutely hated us, and she changed him into this this person who was all about his family into someone who we no longer recognized um you know if you knew my dad back then you a lot of my friends even say you know he was such a family man you know when you have five brothers and three sisters you know like that's what you know is family so in 2007 was the last time i spoke to him um, before i deployed to iraq the second time And I later would receive a message basically conveying that he no longer wanted any contact with any of us and, you know, my brother or any of his other family. So, you know, my father disowning his complete, complete family to include me and my brother, I had this resentment and I had this inner feeling that I wasn't enough for him and like, he didn't choose me or he didn't choose us. So, This pain or this thought process later manifested unknowingly in my life in many ways, um, especially relationships. And I think I've really just kind of unpacked this, you know, in the past, you know, I want to, I would even say the last few months, but, you know, I wanted someone to choose me so bad. So I learned to transfer, transform myself like a chameleon in hopes that. They will choose me and love me. So I changed myself so someone would love me. Um, And I learned the hard way after many bad decisions that changing who I would, who I was, would never be enough as it was unfulfilling, exhausting, and inauthentic, right? So I don't know. This experience with my dad like bruised me in a way. I didn't really realize it until we started digging into the topic. Um, And I touch a little bit more about this on my personal journey in episode four. Um, I talked about, you know, my dad and, you know, another relationship, which I was a chameleon in, you know, Courtney, I think so many of us
1: can relate to your story. You know, I know personally, I can relate coming from, you know, a broken slash blended family, quote unquote, you know, growing up, you know, resentment, I definitely, it played a huge part in my life. And, you know, my parents both remarried when I was roughly around two years old and, in you know, I live with my mom, so in my mind, my dad was you know he chose his new family, and that was definitely bruising to the core growing up you know um, you know it was very hard to get his attention, and you know he worked a lot as well, and of course i I didn't even live in the same state as my dad, mm-hmm. so you know it was very limited when I did get any you know contact with him anyways, so you know I always grew up trying to strive for success and maybe that would gain his attention. And, you know, I thought if I did great things and he would noticed me and my brother more, um, it wasn't really until I joined the military that I began to have a relationship with him. And even today that relationship, um, with my dad, isn't one that, you know, you dream of as a little girl or even as an adult, you know, daughter. And, you know, my dad and I, we don't divulge, um, you know, in personal conversation, we don't talk, we don't have deep family talk. Um, I mean, I love him. And, you know, I, I've come to terms that it's just something that I can't do or change. And, you know, we won't really ever have that deeper connection than what I have today in my eyes. And Mm -hmm. I'm okay. I don't want to say I'm settling, but I'm content with that now because I know it's not me that I play or it wasn't something I did that resulted in that.
0: Right. And I, and I think, you know, a lot of people hold on to that resentment, you know, hoping that you can change somebody. But I think when you realize, like, you can't change that person, you know, and your dad is the way he is because of his experiences and how, and probably how he grew up, you know, you know. So, like, I think it's best that, you know, I know you don't hold on to it, but so many people do, you know what I mean? Like, at least you can have some kind of relationship with him, even though it's not what you imagined or hoped for. So, absolutely.
1: You know, and sometimes I'm a little bit extra grateful that, you know, even though it's not the relationship that I dreamed of, it is a relationship that, you know, I obviously respect him, you know, and I appreciate the little moments that I do have.
0: Right. And I don't have a relationship. So, yeah, I mean, that's just, you know, that just shows you, you know, I, you know, although my, your situation sucks, at least it it, it could be worse. Right. <laughs> So, so Barbara, as a mom, like how has that relationship with your dad changed like your perspective on how you raise your kids so that you don't replicate that same, those same relationship outcomes per se?
1: So I would say that my relationship with my dad, um, it changes how I parent Mm 10,000%, but he's not the only person that impacts how and why the way I parent. You know, I never want my children to feel an ounce of rejection or, you know, even a simple piece of that bruising that I felt as a kid. Um, My view for many, many years, even before I was a parent to was you know, was to really try to take the good from both of my parents. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you know, as a parent, I'm very sure I have some of the same qualities that they both displayed towards me that maybe isn't the best way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in regards to my dad specifically, I would say that, you know, I intentionally show up for my girls every single day. You know, I try to be the parent that I wanted when I was my kid's age, you know, engaging with them, whether it's personal fun, you know, on all levels. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, there's tons of things that I do with my kids that, you know, I do that intentionally because I don't want them to ever feel some of the things that I felt as a kid. And, you know, I talk to them about feelings. I ensure that, you know, even though I might be upset or they're upset or disappointed that we still love each other and we're still there for each other. You know, just last night, my oldest daughter, she did something to the little one and the little ones like that wasn't very nice, you know, and she's like disciplining her for doing what wasn't nice and she, and she got like crosses her arms, right and I said, but we still love Sissy right And she was like, yeah, and then they hugged it out and they were fine mm-hmm. you know and at this age that's simple you know it's not that simple for us as adults so you know I won't lie when you know when my kids walk past me and you know my husband's standing right there and they'll they'll come straight to me and ask me a question I I'm like, your dad's right there, but inside, like, it makes me smile because I, you know, it confirms that, you know, I'm showing them this type of love and structure that I want them to have. I want them to know that I'm always there for them no matter what.
0: Right. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, obviously times are very different from when we grew up until now. And, you know, I think we have a lot more, um, like things at our disposal, you know what I mean? Like we know a lot more about, I think maybe, you know, a lot more about being a mom than maybe your mom did, you know, or so I think there's a lot more resources out there now for us to show up better, you know, for your kids, but yeah. you know, and although I don't have children on my own, I know that a lot of women out there have had some daddy issues of some kind like myself. And so I just wanted to be transparent with my unpacking of how my relationship with my dad affected me emotionally and mentally, causing me to seek love in damaging ways. So just because you have this history doesn't mean that you can't heal from it and realize that, hey, I'm bruised. I'm not broken. And if you don't, you know, and I think it's important to to identify, you know, where you've been, where you've experienced pain and hurt, you know, attempt to fix it. Um, just so you don't repeat it. And that's the example that you begin to set for your children, kind of like you, you know, we're trying not to repeat that same cycle, right?
1: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I think we're, you know, both of us are a work in progress. And like you said, you know, we're bringing up a lot of old feelings that we've hid for a long time. And so, but I, I think it's also a part of our healing process. And even though, you know, for me personally, I may have, I may have been like, oh, you know, this doesn't bother me anymore. I know, you know, over the last couple of days, we've been talking about these things. And it's like, man, you know, do I still have a little bit of feeling about it? Or do I not? Or, you know, whatever. And so I I just, I think that talking about it is half of our healing. And I think it's good for us. You know, so, um, you know, in closing, whether it's a relationship or an experience that makes you feel broken you know remind yourself that you're only bruised it's a te- it's temporary it's not permanent you know i recently saw a quote and it said it was a bruise not a tattoo don't forget that and so you know the expectation is that you know you sustain a bruise it'll heal it'll go away and granted some bruises last a little longer than others sure. but they go away And when someone gets a tattoo, it's meant to be a permanent piece of your life. And so, you know, as you experience life, always keep kind of moving forward. And as we say in, you know, most of our other podcasts, it's shaping you to be the person that you were really created to be. So, you know, we thank you for listening. And we hope that if you found value in this podcast, um, if you know we hope that you found value in this podcast. And if you know somebody who needs to hear this message, share it with them. Also, we hope that you'll join us on our next podcast. And obviously, don't forget, you can find us on our Facebook and IG at um, Fearlessly Inspired Podcast.